Path of Night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the classic world of darkness. We're all friends, we're here to have fun, but our story can include graphic violence, drug use, sexual content, and other mature themes. We've talked at our table about safety, comfort, and consent both as players and storytellers. We know what to expect, we're all excited to be here, and we want you to feel the same. So listener discretion is advised. Now let's walk the Path of Night. Last time on Path of Night, in order to save Britta, the Cordery traded boons and made deals with Bruja Sheriff Earl Weathers, Toreador Primogen Elsa Linden, and Nosferatu Primogen Shaw to find the political capital they needed to place her under Miles' accounting. All too familiar with the importance of first impressions, the Cordery also tried to prepare Britta for her imminent presentation to Prince Upton Rollins. So when we last left off, the group of you were being led back into the Elysium by Arabella Rollins. When the group of you follow her in, already you can see all of the disparate conversations that are being held by Kindred throughout the Elysium are coming to an end, and everyone is starting to kind of gather where they expect the prince to make his presence known. There is already that tension in the air. You're starting to kind of get a feel as to as to what the rest of the court thinks your odds might be based entirely on how many of them look your way and sneer or give amused expressions like like folk getting ready to watch an execution. Once you're actually inside, that's when you notice that one of the bully boys makes his way to the door of where you just came in from, and they just kind of post up in case... The kindred who have started to get to know you start having second thoughts about the enforcement of the traditions. And here you are. Uh, we're going to take a five, boys. Ladies' time. Bathroom. Come on, Britta. Um, yep, yeah, no, it's all right. She's, she's going to come help me with I stuff. Mean, Miles, if you just stand outside the door, it'll, it'll be okay. I guess that'll no. be fine. Do we have to use that? or Right now, yes. All right. Just make it quick. Uh, we are always quick. All right. We got guys watching us, so everything we're doing right now is under high scrutiny. Wynn kind of takes Britta a little rougher than she intended by the elbow and drags her into the bathroom. Hey. The door. Easy. It's all right. I'm sorry. I'm very rough. Um, a handful of kindred look down their noses in your direction, saying you you roughly handle this, this individual who is about to be executed. But they don't really move to give you a hard time or interject. Wynn kind of raises an eyebrow as though... Yeah, that's the attitude you're going to take. They, they continue about their business. Yep. They're going to go, you go now. The door shuts behind them. Okay. We don't have a lot of time, but I want you to have... A, I, we don't... To answer your question, no, we don't use the bathroom. Okay. All right. We are just in here because I need to get some stuff clear to you because I think it's important that you know. Do you know anything about Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Um, what... Um, okay, so you're you're at a point where you have no sense of self, and in order to find self-actualization, you need to have basic needs met. In order to get to here, you need to start here, and you are starting down here. Wynn's hands are a flurry of explanations uh, that make very little sense. She looks at Britta and says, okay, if has any point in this evening led the conversation to people telling you what a kindred is? I'm I'm sorry. This hi- hierarchy is this something I'm going to need to talk to the prince about? No. Or? <laughs> no. Other question first. What a kindred is? Yes. Has anyone told you what that is? 
Not really. Okay. I need you to look at me. And I need you to understand that what I'm going to tell you is scary, but I'm not telling you this because I don't think you can handle it. Bretta looks back. Kindred means vampire. Everyone out there, including yourself, is a vampire. What happened to you today made you a vampire. And you are now part of a world that we have fought to keep hidden for years. Is that why there was the blood and... Yes. There are different kinds of us. And every single one of us uses those abilities to hunt. You are now part of a society of predators. But I don't think you're as powerless as they're treating you. I think you are a lot stronger than they are giving you credit for. Everyone here. Monsters. All of us. And I'm one of... I'm a monster, too. Yep. But the thing is... Monster is just a word used to describe things that humans can't explain. Do we all kill like I did? Usually all of us do at least once. Just once? No, not usually. We live a very long time. How long? Unless it's been interrupted, there's, there's no real limit. You're saying that everyone here, me included, were... We're immortal. We're like, like, like a movie or something. Yeah. Yeah, darling, we are. And I don't know, that's part of the problem is we don't know what kind of monster you are. And that scares all the people out there that live on control. And that's part of the reason this is a problem is because they don't know how to classify you. And this accounting, that's so that you know how to keep our world hidden from what you used to be. To uphold the rules. Yes. I am part of a group, a clan. This ain't our shtick. This whole ordered society thing, you can probably tell just by my general me-ness. But I think you're going to do a lot better in this world. But kind of like you, I got my start by just kind of being, you know, dropped in the middle of it and seeing who could survive. Dropped? You mean you... Weren't brought in on purpose. I really don't know. I know that I was at Woodstock and um, I went off somewhere. This guy, something rugged about him. He was really enticing. And then I'll spare you the details. Wait, I, um, Woodstock, how old are you? 59. But you don't look... You stop looking like you age at the at the time you were made. They say embrace because it sounds a lot nicer than what it actually is. It's an act of predation. So as I am this monster that I am, I'm going to be exactly this way forever. That's up to you. Your physical appearance won't change, but you, you still have the capacity to change. You can grow. And if you weren't meant to survive, then you wouldn't have survived. It's not a gentle thing that they do to make us into these things. But you survived. And I've seen you tonight. I saw you stand up to Shaw and you... Goddamn, girl. There's a reason I don't come to court because I can't hold that sort of poise that you have. I... I don't know how I... Thank you. I... 
I don't want you to come in with the same disadvantages that I have. You needed to know, in my opinion, and Miles will probably read me the riot act for it, you needed to know what you are before you can look them in the eye and know that really at the end of the day, they're not better than you. They think they are. They establish these rules because they think that they have a right to control you. And you gotta play the game. When I met with Shaw, look, Neil seems to like him for whatever reason, but from the little that I can understand of accounting and all of this, whatever this is, I am not willing to be used. I can't remember who I am, but I can, I can determine who I will be, and that won't be a part of it. So here's what you need to know to be able to hold to that. The accounting means that someone else, until you've proven yourself, is responsible for your successes and your failures. Your successes are their successes. Your failures are their failures. Taking you under the accounting is a risk on their part. Someone like Shaw knows that you've got potential, and he wants those successes that you are going to accrue to be his. But he also has the right to say, no, she's, she's not ready to be part of society. A responsible teacher isn't going to do that to you. And that's why we're working hard to get you under the right person. But I'm never going to be a part of... Well, I guess I can't really remember what human society was like, but... That perspective is going to need some adjustment. There are some of us who still manage to maintain some sense of humanity. I'm a... I still technically find myself to be more human, but... I, I, that was never a huge part of my life, even when I was alive. The other worlds always held a lot more appeal for me. All right, we don't have a whole lot of time left. What I want you to remember, monsters aren't all bad. And you can hold your head high and know that one day you're going to be able to hang with these folks and you have value. Don't mouth off. Still follow Miles' advice because I am not someone who should be giving social advice. But be proud, be strong, head high. Don't flinch. Hey, Wynn. Yeah. Thank you for telling me the truth. Someone had to. The door creaks open a little bit. Hey, we ain't got much time left. The prince is just about to come out. Wynne grabs a handful of potpourri and starts rubbing it on her clothes and just drops it on the floor. Yeah, I need a minute or two to prep her before she actually goes out there. All right. <laughs> a minute or two to prep her? What the hell have you been doing all tonight? Pre-prep. Getting her through the night. Wouldn't yep. give you some good advice, kid? Yeah, she, um, she helped. Good, that's good. Right? So. Yeah. Great. Yeah, so, you're welcome. It's all good. Basically, answer the questions when they're asked of you. And right now, your ignorance is your armor. No one expects you to know anything. Don't try and lie, though. That's usually a good policy. Well, just in general, that's like good life advice, but guys like the Prince can smell it when you're lying. I think I'm looking for specific advice right now. Right. Other than that, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Just be strong. Answer. One ask. Do not debate about it. Do not stammer. Right now, you need to be in a strong position. Uh, 
just a refresher, and I know Miles already told you, but uh, it's your grace yeah. and, and nothing else. Just, your grace. Just your grace. Mm-hmm. Just Kindred the... of New Haven, his grace, Optin Rollins, is prepared to begin court for this evening. Everyone, please come to your seats. And the kindred begin filing, actually now sitting down. There are all kind of motions for the group of you to head over and take a seat way up towards the front so that all these kindred are sitting behind you. Assigned seating in front of the class. Find You're going to do strength. fine. Find the strength that you showed with Shaw. Okay. Neil kind of gives her a thumbs up. Retta looks really bewildered at that. So as you head over and presumably take seats, is anyone... No. Okay. Nope. Do as instructed. I sit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, making sure that just when I sit down... That British sitting next to Miles. So when you sit, there's two sections, and then an aisle right down the middle. In front of all of the seating positions, there is a rather nice-looking chair with a tall back, and no other seats beside it. It absolutely gives you the feeling that you are you have been brought before a throne. Then, as the kindred begin to quiet down to almost completely inaudible whispers, the door opens, and three individuals come out of the back room. The first one you recognize as the Nosferatu Shaw. The second one is the kind of hawk-nosed, honestly, a dweeby-looking individual with uh, the tweed coat, the Seneschal Reese. He comes out, and then finally, as as the third comes out, all of the kindred stand up all at once, and his grace, Upton Rollins, enters the room. Upton is probably not as tall as you expected him to be, and he's a little husky. He's got blonde hair that's cut really t- like short by the ears, and uh, he actually looks um, a little older, probably around maybe 40, 50. He does not look your way. He seems almost blissfully unaware that there are kindred in the room at all. And he simply saunters over to his throne. He sits down. And he looks to the Seneschal Reese. Reese clears his throat. It has been brought to the attention of the court that there is an individual who has been embraced... Uh, without the right of progeny, Miles of Clan Ventru, uh, can you please bring this individual forward so that we might see the matter resolved? Uh, Bully boys, please ensure that there is no misconduct during this conversation. Johnny gives a hard stare at the other bully boys to, like, give him his space. Some of the other bully boys hesitate but they do head over to this, you know, uh, small young lady. I will I will weigh them off, and I will grab and take her hand, and we will walk forward. You offer your hand, old gentleman? Yes. <laughs> she takes Excellent. it. And the two of you begin to approach the throne. We will get within the proper distance, and I will make a small bow. Okay. Uh, Miles. Yes. Uh, I would like a charisma plus etiquette roll. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you built this, right? 
Uh, more manipulation. Um, <laughs> what was that? Up? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna spend a willpower. You just mumble uh, about manipulation. The willpower is spent. The die is cast. Difficulty. Hey. Your difficulty is six. Uh, that'll be five successes. Five. Okay. Right. Five. Six. Six. Yep. You spent a willpower. Jeez. <laughs> Damn, sunshine. Oh, okay. Miles' uh, suit jacket is on right <laughs> Britta, as you are led to the throne, you find yourself at ease as Miles demonstrates himself to be a refined master of protocol as he simply approaches, bows, and like with this perfect economy of motion, gestures to you, and like the light catches you the right way, and you actually kind of feel, you feel like this might work. He's capable. He really knows how to navigate all of this somehow. Upton, on the other hand, gives kind of an expressionless look, like the, the kind of look that, that someone gives to uh, a sandwich that they're just disinterested in. <laughs> it's, you're just kind of there to him. It's awful. And, and it feels awful. And then he looks to Miles and actually smiles. Miles. Your grace. I understand that you have uh, had a bit of a difficult evening. Nothing unexpected. Well, <laughs> I don't know that it's completely un... That there's nothing unexpected that's taken place. Nothing I couldn't handle. Oh, we shall see. Young lady, why have you violated my right of progeny via your existence? Your Grace, I don't know why... I was made, but your grace, I think I can do well here. Do you? Yes, your grace. I understand you have not been exactly forthcoming during this investigation into the matter. You don't even know who your sire is and why they would make the the drastic decision to bring you into the kindred society. Your Grace, I don't know why my sire would have acted in that way, and I have been as forthcoming as I can. I, um, Your Grace, I seem to have lost my memory. You seem to? Your Grace, if I may interject. Yes, Miles, by all means. Thank you. I believe that during the process of her embrace, there was an after-effect that has caused... The memory loss that she's is currently happening to her. Seneschal Reese heads over to the throne and very unobtrusively leans into Upton Rollins and whispers so low that only really the two of you can make out what's being said. And he says, Your 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 grace, this is actually something that can happen and does take place from time to time. Uh, it is been recommended that she be given the opportunity to pursue existence among us. Upton looks a little surprised by that. And and the, the, the expression on Upton is, is, is almost uh, disappointed that things aren't going to get as interesting as perhaps he thought. And again, his eyes shift over to Britta. Young lady, it has been, it has been brought to my attention by the Seneschal of this domain that... Uh, you seek hospitality within this domain? Yes, Your Grace. Do you understand what that entails? 
No, Your Grace. Allow me to explain to you. As I understand, you've had many teachers this evening, but none such as I. And, uh, Berta, you actually noticed that uh, virtually no one is impressed by the prince's vainglorious claim. Uh, and, it, like, even Reese kind of just, there's, there's the slightest roll of his eyes. Upton goes on to say, The most powerful, influential, most dangerous kindred of any domain rules as its prince with an iron fist. He, like, holds up his hand. And any who anger this prince and earn the prince's ire are destroyed. And only the kindred who have been granted the right of hospitality are allowed to exist within the prince's reach, to be allowed to hunt and thrive within that prince's domain. You seek to have a continued unlife and intend to be seen as a valuable member of my domain, is that correct? I do, Your Grace. This is what hospitality entails. Are you seeking my hospitality, child? I am, Your Grace. I see. Well, normally, you would need to undergo the accounting, be taught the traditions and how to succeed in a complex society. I'm looking to do such a thing as her escort tonight. I figured I would continue the process of her education and bring her up to speed about kindred society. Miles, you are uh, an individual who has undergone a proper introduction to kindred society. I have no doubt that you would be capable of doing this. Uh, and I understand you are saying that you are willing to teach her. But I must know, Miles. What are you willing to do if she fails? I will take responsibility for that. Hmm. Britta, you will submit. Of course, Your Grace. His nose kind of goes up into the air as he takes his time mulling over whether or not he wants you to survive the night. Miles? Your Grace? I'm going to give you a responsibility. Very well. You are going to have this kindred under your accounting, but her time learning is is going to be, I don't want to say rushed. What's the word? What's the word? He ponders and like, kind of like looks at Reese for like, the word. Her instruction will be expedited, Your Grace. So, you will teach her quickly. And uh, while you are teaching her, you are going to assist the sheriff in seeing to a handful of matters that are brought to our attention due to the absence of the gangrel. Of course, Your Grace. Very good. Uh, what is the, the next order of business? He looks to Reese, and Reese kind of starts, like, gives, like, a tired expression to the prince and recaps again the agenda for the evening. When that is done, the prince nods. Uh, you two, um, sit. Uh, Thank yes, you, Your Grace. Sit. Very good. Thank you, Your Grace. Welcome to the domain of New Haven. Do not fail me. Of course, Your Grace. Very good. A little exit bow. Uh, before then... you go. But <laughs> <laughs> there is one thing. Um, your sire is still at large. And I, I cannot have you 
as a pawn to this individual, especially if we do not know who they are. Do you not know who they are? Do you understand? I know nothing of where my sire is, Your Grace. But if you, if you do not understand that I cannot allow this, I'm afraid we may need to readdress my decision regarding Miles. Do you understand that I cannot allow you to be his pawn? Yes, Your Grace. Very good. I would like you to please come closer to the throne. Britta walks up. Have you been taught how to reveal your fangs? No, Your Grace. Ah, it is but a moment of concentration. Like stretching your fingers. And he holds out his wrist. Seeing this exchange, Johnny's, uh, the arm to Johnny's chair cracks as it splinters a little bit underneath Wind's his eyes uh, take on a very predatory glare to them. You are, looks interested. you are swearing fealty to my domain, and so you will demonstrate your loyalty. You will drink of my vitae. Is there any way I can intercede without it being wicked awful? Uh, I'm willing to let you think up stuff. <laughs> okay, I need a question. How, I mean, this is a thing he can demand because he's offsetting the whole not killing her kind of deal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, is there a, but how, how unusual is this? This is a fact. For the prince to uh, force the blood bond? Yeah. So... Uh, why don't... Do you have law? I don't have any law. I have politics. I will allow for a politics roll at an increased difficulty. Okay. Give me a intelligence politics difficulty seven. You don't look confident in this one. Uh, one success. Okay. Mm. So with one success, you know that a punishment for offending elders and... or upsetting the prince or what have you, it can be the blood bond. Even though she uh, isn't actually the one that did the embracing, right. she still is considered part of the crime. Okay. So instead of having her destroyed, he has reduced the punishment to a mere blood bond. Okay. Now, as far as multiple steps, it's going to be harder for you to interject right now but it may be more plausible for you to prevent additional steps okay. once once she's so, no longer like right on the spot and deciding whether or not she's going to like. Yeah, well, I can't make the prince the look prince. bad right now, and unfortunately, exactly. he moved too fast. I will keep the same expression pasted on my face, and we will go through this. He holds his hand out. His his skin is very 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 pale, and now that you're kind of closer to her, him. You can sense that he, probably more than a number of the kindred in the room, actually has a lot of the telltale signs of, you know, being a vampire. Uh, there's no warmth that comes from him. His, his exposed veins are like a little dark, his skin a bit pale. But the pronounced veins catch your attention. Britta attempts to extend her fangs. It takes a couple tries. She isn't quite sure what muscles to pull but they come out and she looks at him trying to see if he's at all willing to give, but she's not willing to hesitate to be seen as hesitating to follow his demand. Well, he seems to have, he's all in. He, uh, he, he simply waits for you to drink. What do you do? It may be that the talk in the bathroom echoes through Britta's mind. 
and Wynne's words of, for now, you just have to survive. Britta stares at the veins in his arms and the absence of uh, color, that lack of humanity. She slowly puts her hand on his forearm and leans down to take a drink. When you drink from him, you are reminded of the way blood tasted in your mouth after that poor soul you found in the alley. And that blood does not compare to this. This is, it is, it is rich. It is filled with nuanced tastes that just feel invigorating to experience. And you find that you want more. And whatever opinions you may have had of the prince, by the time his wrist is pulling back and he has decided you have had enough, your feelings towards him begin to shift until you do admittedly find him to be more favorable in your eyes. He let me live. He didn't have to do that. He sits back and... While the rest of your quarter is looking in and like some in horror, some some stern. He seems to have already moved on and he just kind of waits for the two of you to head on your way. Small bow, and I will lead you back. Thank you, Miles. Hand you a little handkerchief. She takes the handkerchief and licks her lips before trying to get rid of the residue of the blood. And she mimics his bow and follows him back. As you begin to head off, the seneschal approaches and holds out his hand for the handkerchief. I'll take care of that. She hands over the handkerchief. Thank you. He tucks that away and heads back to go stand next to the prince. And uh, that is when his grace turns his attention to Win. Win. the gang of Primogen has decided that it will be you who explains to us the situation regarding your clan and... Their lack of presence amongst the Camarilla today. Why is this happening? Please come forward. Wynne is visibly trying not to look directly pissed off. Um, Roll etiquette. See how good you are. Oh, it's not going to be good. Give me a... (laughs) (laughs) Which one of the socials am I using? Don't Uh, botch, don't botch, don't botch. You are rolling charisma. Oh, that's not great. Oh, boy. Um... And etiquette, you say? Yes. Uh, so we're going to raise the difficulty on this by one. <laughs> Do you have no etiquette? I have no etiquette. Oh, boy. Oh, man. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and spend the willpower for an auto success. They ain't worth your willpower. <laughs> oh, no, this is exactly what is worth my willpower. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Johnny might not be here to help you. In this moment. Ooh, we got uh, hey. Seven and ten. Don't worry, I'll take the Two heat. successes, three successes. Uh... I'll take the heat off you. Okay. <laughs> you approach. You seem composed. Or at least everyone's reacting to you like you're composed. Inside, Wynne is just, just tearing the room apart. Wynne, it is to the understanding of this court that Xavier, former gangrel Justicar, has stepped away from the Camarilla and has taken numerous members of your clan with him. What? Why, why, would, why would he leave the Camarilla, exactly? I believe he has issued a statement from the Justicariat, Your Grace. Well, what is that statement? His statement is, I am leaving. 
Any of my clan who wish to join me are welcome. He gave a much longer explanation. Where is Raven? She has gone on her way. Hmm. Raven has debts that have not yet been settled. Uh, Raven simply leaving the domain to do whatever it is that you gangrel do is unacceptable. Wind's eyes again. Predatory (laughs) glare that seems to flash and be gone. She cannot spend her evenings in backyards. There is work to be done. It is my expectation that she will be found and there will be a a proper explanation for, for why this is happening. Your Grace, I believe she has named Rusty as our primogen. Perhaps your questions should be directed at him. Rusty has deferred all inquiries to you. Of course, Your Grace. There's like muffled laughter coming from among the court as everyone kind of seems to take great pleasure in in the situation regarding the gangrel. When I understand your situation, I too have had to bear the weight of leadership on my shoulders when when others are not prepared for the task. But you must see to it that the gang will continue to provide for the domain with whatever it is that they did. And the gangrel will perform as they always have, Your Grace. Ver- very good. Um, and you, and uh, good. Um, will that be all, Your Grace? That is all for now. If I have any further inquiries regarding this matter, I will be sending Seneschal Reese. I'm probably going to need a self-control check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, auto success. Oof. Bringing Wind to court is rough. Yeah! It's like she's been saying this whole damn time! Uh, three successes. There is a pregnant pause as the bully boys kind of says you up, figuring about whether or not this entire discussion is about to go way south. But then everything seems okay, and everyone becomes at ease. The whispers among the the gossips and the harpies that seems to die right down at this point yes well that's very good I'll send Reese when he's needed he might need to call first your grace Gangrel don't use phones I'll summon you to me be on your way Wynne nods her head and returns to her seat she might be shaking a little bit with how tight her muscles are Got important business, your grace. Johnny stands up from his seat. If you don't mind, I'm going to take Wynn and get out of here. I don't think this is uh, anything that needs to worry us at this point. Kind of motions his hand around to court. Young Bruja Lick, whatever the word is, you will remain until it is the new year. And then you may see to whatever business it is that you have amongst the rabble. The business is making sure your domain's safe, your grace. My domain is safe. Uh, because of the hard work of Clan Gangrel and the Bruja. Johnny, Johnny, no, just sit down, But Don't be ridiculous. Wind shoots Johnny a look and just shakes her head just no. ever so slightly. Nope, not the time. You feel like a big, meaty hand rests on your shoulder. He looks over. And it's the sheriff 
who seems to have kind of discreetly made his way over to you from the moment you started talking. Johnny can wait for the new year. Of course, right? sure. All right, he kind of pats you on the back. We're all good here, Your Grace. Wynn discreetly leans over to Johnny. Thank you for trying. Very well, if there is little left to discuss, I, I will... Uh, be enjoying my evening, and uh, you will do the same. Yes, Your Grace. Of course, Your Grace. Of course, Your Grace. And, um, Happy happy New Year. Happy New Year, Your Grace. You, like, Johnny, looks Johnny just at Johnny, so waiting so for his Happy New Year. Just say it. So, come on. Come on. And Neil's, like, well, pushing an elbow into Johnny's <laughs> ribs. Yeah. New Year's. He gets up, nose up in the air, and he heads off to go enjoy some of the art. Mm -hmm. And while he's, like, walking along, two individuals kind of, like, make their way to him right before everyone's even begins to stand up and actually, like, interact with each other. And the two that are moving in is Elsa Linden on one side and Shaw on the other. And then the three of them head off to just chat. People start partying, there's laughing, it's actually way, it's, it's way louder in the room than it was even leading to formal court. Wynne looks for the first exit and she goes and she kicks the door open, not to break it, but she has got to unleash her muscles somewhere. The door swing open out front. Uh, it's, it's not, is it, if our prince said we need to hang out until New Year's. But there's a dumpster in the alley that mm -hmm. that's got your name on it. Yep. Fine. Do, do you do you need do you want somebody to do you need Do you, you know, have I'm any gonna, great personal attachment to the dumpster? I mean not really. Okay, then you can come watch me destroy it. Okay. Hey, Britta, you did a good job. And Neil gives like another thumbs up. Is it over? Well, for the moment. Sorta. Yeah. Hurdle one. Yeah, that's you that's made the it one. through the nights. It worked. I have hospitality. Mm-hmm. And you're under uh, Miles' accounting. Yeah, right. but that motherfucker made you blood bond to him. Well, made me what? Hey, you guys explain it while I get her out of earshot because I feel like... Am I reading you right, Wynn? This is not gonna... Let's go beat up a dumpster. Kindred blood. We're gonna addictive. go beat up a dumpster, Neil. Well, you will. I don't want to hurt my hands. Kindred blood's right. addictive. It's like really Brita. addictive. You guys are coming back soon, right? Yes. She's going to go punch a dumpster, and then we're going to come right back in. I'm going to go okay. punch a dumpster so they don't end up executing someone. And don't worry. It's not going to cause a freak out like Johnny punching dumpsters does. Well, but that's not against what the prince said, right? N no. Stepping out onto the curb for a smoke, and I, Neil makes air quotes, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's fine. We're not leaving the party. Okay. You did good, kid. Bolts out the door. Neil sort of like shuffle, huff, like hustles after her. We, you might as well start experiencing some of this, but yes, the blood bond is addictive and can change your emotional state to the person that bonded you. Blood bond. It means drinking the blood of a kindred. That's not usually part of getting hospitality. Correct. It's usually a formality. It's something you show up, it is necessary, but usually it's almost rubber stamped. Your case was unusual, but his reaction was also not normal. Well, but he let me live. Isn't that worth something? Maybe he has... To a certain degree, yes. 
but some of these things... Look, the point is, with a blood bond, it's, it's like he's the drug dealer, he's the drug supplier, and he just got you the first taste. And he's going to do everything he can to get you hooked. And then, you're one of his pawns. The important note is three times, is when it becomes essentially permanent and you become very much under his control. And we will do everything in our effort to prevent the next two times he surprised us. Well, so but when does it get out of my system? That's a great question. Time. I don't know if it ever does. Time can lessen it. How much time? Depends on the individual. Yes, me, just don't, just make sure you never let it happen again. Let it happen, Johnny. I don't, what would have happened if I didn't? There wasn't a good way to get you out of that. Otherwise, I would have. Johnny makes kind of a frowny face. Any of us would have. Did I have a choice there? I just wanted Not to live. really. You did have a choice, but the choice was to die. But the blood, it was better than when I... That's the addictive part. Oh. You really think he would try to get me It's hooked? best to discuss this somewhere else in detail? Yeah. He I... absolutely would. These old vampires do whatever the fuck they want. He gives a, a nasty stare around the room. You'll not help him. Wynn is outside just laying into the dumpster. Wynn, just. Th- this is good. You gotta really work everything out here, okay? <laughs> he made her a slave! Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, we're gonna work on that. Just lower your tone, okay? You're at like a red-purple. I need you dialed back to a vermilion. Neil, before shut we up! Su- Wynn continues laying into the dumpster. I get it, Okay. You think I don't have empathy? You don't think I have compassion here? I get it. I know you do. But it's better than the alternative. I know. There was nothing I could do. You did a lot, okay? You did a lot. And he's sending you that... You did a lot, okay? And he's sending that trash to my home. He's not going to show up at your home. He's not an idiot. Okay? And look, I don't know what you see with Reese. I don't know. Clearly, we don't see the same things when we look at him. Uh, in every sense of the word, okay? But it's okay. Alright? You don't have to answer nothing. You don't have to talk to us about it. We're here if you want to talk about it, okay? Right now, we need to get through to midnight. Wait until the ball drops, because that's what the prince wants. So, hit that shit until your knuckles bleed, alright? You can punch me around if you really want to. Oh, I don't rather want to. I'm want. just saying... You're at a red-purple, and you need to be a vermilion. Okay. I should have gone. You should have gone? Gone what? No. No, okay. Look, I mean, you want to... I'm glad you didn't leave, okay? I'm glad you didn't. Because you know who would have had to answer those questions if you weren't here? Your friends. And you know who wouldn't be around? You. And you know who wouldn't be alive right now if you had gone? Britta. Okay? 
Don't pretend like you're not a link in the chain here, like a like a linchpin keeping everybody together. Okay? I'm quiet and I look and I listen and I see the effect that you have on me and Miles and Johnny. And I clearly see the effect you had on that girl. You walked into that bathroom, she was a ball of nerves, and I don't know what you said because I'm discreet. Wynn lets out a small chuckle through her nostrils. But whatever happened in there, she walked back out ready to talk to the prince, and not a damn thing that me or Johnny or Miles said helped. Okay? Not in the same way. So you want to take it out on somebody? I mean, we got strings to pull. But I'm glad that we're not going to be pulling those strings without you, because if you had walked away, it would have just been me and Johnny and Miles and me and Miles trying to restrain Johnny. And that was not going to go that real well. That would have gone really bad. That would have gone really bad. gone real Okay? Bad. Are you okay? Let's go back inside. We should go back inside. Let's go back inside. So... We have a couple things to do before we leave tonight, so you might as well experience it. We need to go find Arabella Rollins and tally up all those boons that we were dispending and creating for. Johnny, if you want to come witness this too, we need to go establish that major boon to Weathers. Wait, Rollins? Like... Of the same line, yes. Sometimes these vampires change their name after the fact. A lot to do. It's easier to be dead. Oh, sorry. Did I offend you? No. Alright. It's an explanation. Arabella Rollins is the harpy of the court, and she tracks these boons. So you must uh, go to them for accounting. <clears throat> What's a harpy? Uh, a harpy is a position in the court. Um, the two arrive yeah. back in after. Yeah, walk back in. Your knuckles are probably a little broken. Yeah, her knuckles are nice and vermilion. Um... <laughs> Wynn, uh, Neil? Wynn walks in, a harpy, to an accountant. I mean, there's more to it, but... Like Wait, a social accountant. Accountant, yeah. like accounting, or... Different. No. Yes and no. Accountant, like, keeps track of... Status, boons, debts, social Payments. debts. So, of all the things that you are witness to tonight, we need to go give that information to the harpy. All right. Let's move on over there. It should be rather quick. I mean, you're the one who's got the pole with her, so... Right. You guys can stand nearby if you would like. Thanks, buddy. No problem. So, Arabella has a glass in her hand, and she is relaxed, leaning against a balcony that overlooks the Elysium. And she seems to be having a little bit of a discussion uh, with uh, the young man that you had seen earlier in the evening, Romeo. Again, he's got like a neat, sharp haircut, dark skin. He's he's very like dapperly put together, and the two of them seem to be flirting back and forth. What they're actually discussing is unclear. We'll stand just out of uh, polite earshot. As Miles approaches, Arabella kind of dismisses Romeo very quickly, and he seems to say some some witty, quippy comment to her and kind of gives like this sly half-smirk. 
But then he's on his way, and she takes a moment to compose herself and gestures for the group of you to join her for a conversation. Arabella? Miles? We're here for business. Yes, of course. What is this business? A couple of the boons were traded tonight. Oh. Well, let's hear it. Uh, Weathers traded his major for to Elsa. So he cashed in on it? Yes. Or... So the debt that is owed to the sheriff has been repaid? Correct. Very good. And uh, I now owe a major boon to Mr. Weathers. Understood. Very good. Uh, I should inform you that there seems to be a number of rumors going around regarding some phone call and involvement with the mysterious Gemini League. Have you heard anything about this? I've heard nothing about Gemini League. No. Well, enjoy your evening. Thank you. The girl is being documented as having hospitality, correct? At this time, she is tolerated. Uh, Once she is formally recognized as a member of kindred society, then she will enjoy all that hospitality has to offer. Until then, her sin, she says, not even, like, truly acknowledging the presence of Britta. And the crime she commits is a crime committed by Miles, Uh, Miles has a bit of a reputation amongst the domain for for being um, an intellectually savvy individual, and um, it would be a terrible shame if this um, sad case of heroism were to be what brought him low. I'm sure there would be no shame in this case. I'm willing to bet a minor boon for that. I see. Neil chuckles. There are no visits to the hobby that don't end in some sort of entertainment. That's and true. Boone, Miles, what have you to fear? Hmm? One minor wound? Sure. Let's do it. Great. I will record this game as well. With that said, um, I wish you well. And then that is when you hear the sounds of this uproar among the kindred as they all begin to celebrate the new year and there are kindred kissing each other and uh, everyone seems to be having just this this raucous of a good time. That's the bell. I think we can go now. I think a happy new year all around is is a welcome. I mean... Yeah, happy 1999, everybody. Yeah, Yeah. we have successfully made it through this night. We can actually party like it is. If we want to discuss more, I say we get out of here. Sure. You guys want to go for a walk? Yes. I would love to go for a walk. We can just leave now? Yes. There's nothing more that I can... Not tonight. I would rather n- not walk. Well, let's, let's, Do you want a piggyback ride? Right? Let's actually go somewhere where we can actually celebrate the new year. There's plenty of bars in New Haven. You can get a drink okay, somewhere. Still not a, exactly okay, ideal Okay, Miles, situation. you clearly have yes, something Yes, I have an agenda. Yes, thank you. Okay. Point is, you, we, we can get a few drinks, we can talk about some things, and figure out what we're going to put you up for the night. Well, for the day. Everyone, um, thank you. I can't believe I made it. I... I don't even think I've really realized that it happened. Self-actualization starts now, kiddo. Hey, uh, Happy New Year, Britta. Happy New Year. Yeah, Johnny holds out a pack of cigarettes, pops one out. Welcome to the Coterie. And what's that? She takes one. 
us. It's a formalized group of individuals that work together. Friend group. It's like a club. Closest thing Kindred have to a family, I guess. You ever seen Goonies? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Well, let's go watch it then. Okay. Let's go watch Goonies. No, we have things to do still. I don't have a TV, but I have a fridge. Miles has an agenda. I think that trumps it. Yeah. Mm. We need to A, go to a place where we can discuss all these things openly, which discounts being around mortals. As this conversation kind of progresses <laughs> out the building, yeah. Yeah. he holds the door open. and Why don't we, we move go out to the street? back to my place? It has everything that we need and also privacy. Miles' place is nicer than the rest of our it's places. probably nicer than my place. It's for sure nicer than your place. Okay, Depends well, on that's who you a matter ask. Of- Sorry, you guys headed to Miles's place. You call us a car. His establishment. I ask if you have cars. I have room for one, so I'm taking Britta. Okay. <laughs> and I will call Marcos ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Who's Marcos? Marcos is my retainer, <laughs> <laughs> and he's my day-to-day manager, and among other things. So you literally call us a car. Well, do you? I assume Johnny came with a car. Uh, Johnny got picked up by one of the, uh... Yes, I called him a car. No, no, no. No, <laughs> it's way better if you just speed off in your fucking sports car with Britta and we're like, how are we getting the miles? Uh, no, J- Johnny probably has, uh, he pro- Johnny probably has a motorcycle at the, uh... Oh, great, that's helpful. At the, sh- uh, the, the kind of like in the back by where the, uh, the bowling boys pull in to when they are working with the sheriff. Um, but he brought Britta in in an SUV that he got picked up in. That's true. Um, yeah, you guys leave and we call a cab. That's <laughs> I'm just gonna walk <laughs> if it's not that Look, far. Here's that the far. address. Do you, do you want to ride? I cannot provide you in this car, but I can get you another car. Well, I don't want to put you out. You won't put me out. Okay. <laughs> I would be okay with putting oh. you out. Thank you. You're welcome. I will meet you there. I will give the driver the address, and we will go. All right. You mean your butler? Well, the driver, as in the taxi cab driver. Oh, uh, okay. I was just talking about Marcos. No, I don't make Marcos drive me around. I'm perfectly capable. Oh, jeez. Okay, well, let's just go, all right? Yes. So, Miles, <laughs> uh, what type of car do you drive? For this particular event, probably. For this particular event. event. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, it's probably... So, oh, no. The Ferrari. The Ferrari? Yeah. Miles brings you out to the Ferrari. And what color, what color is this Ferrari? I think it's midnight blue. A midnight blue Ferrari. You think it's <laughs> this specific color. <laughs> I don't think I brought the midnight blue for New Look, Year's. there's a lot of colors that I have. <laughs> They're not all here. I open the door for you. Thank you. This, this is your car? Yes. Among others. No, vampires just take cars. No, no, they do not. You should largely not listen to me, remember? We will get them a cab and we will drive there. All right, so it sounds like the two of you head on your way to meet at Miles' place. Tim, I'm going to need a handful of dice rolls. Sure. (laughs) Oh, my God. Scuffing the midnight blue. Okay, so first I'm going to need a quick perception plus alertness. Okay. That's always a good sign. 
Fifth. The difficulty of this roll is eight. One success. Okay. With one success, you notice that there is at least one SUV that is following you as you begin driving around. Is it a known SUV, or is it... This is like a black SUV with tinted windows, a very plain-looking individual behind the wheel, and they are being rather nonchalant about their approach. My domain is registered, so I'm a little... I'm not terribly worried about that, but we'll see what happens. We'll keep moving forward and keep an eye on it. Okay. Um, Quick question. Do the three of you have a cell phone at all? I have a pager. Pager. Pager? <laughs> Same here. Uh, I can't remember if you bought me one or not. I'm pretty sure both Wynn and I definitely break Oh, you guys phones. definitely don't yeah. have so they, they just Well, give us to be papers. fair, the Nokia is a phone at this time. Oh, so. my God. Uh, unless you it bought might... me one, I don't have one. Um, I legitimately can't remember if you bought me one or not. Let's That's say yes, you, because that is a very minor expenditure of resources. No. <laughs> for you. Uh, and he's part of my family plan. Aww. <laughs> I get nice weekends minutes. Uh, and I will uh, call up Neil. Hey, bud. Yes. I seem to have somebody... It's be- Miles. Hi, Miles. Behind me. Wynn says hi. As soon as you're done saying that, I need a dex plus drive roll as while you're pulling up to a red light and there's just traffic racing in front of you because everyone drives like assholes. Yep. Um, the SUV pulls up behind you and simply doesn't stop. Oh. Do I have time to spend blood? Yes. Okay. Let's do so. You could spend what? Two around? Three. Oh. You and your fancy generation. <laughs> difficulty? Or Somebody's got breeding. The difficulty <laughs> for this roll is seven. Okay. Actually, no, you've got like a crazy sports car, right? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I'm going to drop you down to difficulty six. Two. The SUV slams into the back of your car. Ooh. And your car does not weigh very much. So it just continues right on into traffic. And as traffic is heading towards you, people are trying to swerve out of the way. And you manage to right the car in such a way that people are more easily able to get around you. And you manage to avoid being clipped by this huge truck rolling by. Great. Miles, what was that? I didn't catch it. They hit me with an SUV. Path of Night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the classic world of darkness. Britta, the unknown new embrace, was played by Rebecca Steigelfest. Johnny Saxon, the Bruja, was played by Garrett Gabby. Miles Davenport, the Venture, was played by Tim Davis. Neil Foster, the Malkavian, was played by Rob Muirhead. Wind Cabot, the Gangrel, was played by Erica Webb. Your storyteller was Lex Lopez, recording by Rebecca Steigelfest. This episode edited by Rob Muirhead. The music used in this episode was January Grunge Love Fest by Technowax. Visit them online at technowax.com. T-E-K-N-O-X dot com. Path of Night uses the 20th anniversary edition rule set of Vampire the Masquerade with a few limited house rules. Vampire the Masquerade and the Storyteller system are owned by Paradox Interactive. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at at Path of Night Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Path of Night Podcast, or email us at pathofnightpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time, Kindred. 
I think that was actually probably one of my favorite moments in this game so far. Hey, uh, Tim, I don't know. What, what, are you, what are you driving? It's Midnight Blue. Uh, uh, I think it's right. Midnight Blue. You think. Yeah, if I have to pick a color right off the top of my head that I haven't looked up, Midnight Blue. <laughs> I hadn't. <laughs> Tim knows. 